Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan, here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, I'm so excited about our conversation today. Me too, Kula, because it's with Dr. Holly Anderson, one of the world's most renowned cardiologists and the creator and driver of the hands-only movement for CPR. And I'll tell you what, her interview is perfectly timed. You know, we just went through the DeMar Hamlin incident, and thank God he is uh, out of the hospital and is on his way to getting healthy. And uh, we also had Lisa Marie Presley die. And uh, I was really intrigued by this podcast when Holly said that people can actually die with a broken heart syndrome. You know, you can die with a broken heart. I was intrigued by that too, David. And you know, I'm so impressed with how passionate Holly is about getting this message into the hands of as many people as possible. And I'm really excited to dive into our questions for today. Are you ready for it? I am because heart disease is absolutely a massive issue. It's the number one cause of death. And a lot of times people aren't even really talking about it. And the and the stakes are, are life and death. That's so true. And you know, it's a shame that not enough people are talking about it, but that's actually a great segue into question number one for today's episode. All right, question number one. Holly's up against a real challenge with heart disease being such a massive issue. It's true that not enough people are talking about it. For business leaders, maybe the stakes aren't life and death, but there are some people who have businesses that solve a problem that a lot of people don't know about or they don't know that they have. What advice would you give leaders whose business solves a problem that people just aren't aware of or aren't talking about enough? Well, I think you can go to school a lot on what Holly has done. Number one, as a leader, she's building awareness and getting the facts out on heart disease. You know, the fact that more women die from heart disease than they do all the cancers combined. That's a startling statistic that I don't think many people would know. Then what she did is she created a very unique program and gave it a what I would say is a provocative handle when she created handsonly.org, you know, which makes you want to learn more about it. What do you mean by hands only? And uh, one of the things that I always believe as leaders should do is, is share everything you know about the reality, the facts that you have that show you that it's a problem, and then, you know, come up with a breakthrough program to get people to really address it. You know, one of the things I did at, at Young Brands was uh, I really felt like our customer data showed very clearly that we could be doing a better job driving customer satisfaction at all three of our brands. So, you know, I laid out all the facts. I got all the customer research that showed that we could be doing a better job. You know, we got customer interviews that we put on videotape so our people could hear people talking about the fact that, you know, we could do a better job making them happier when they visited our restaurants or or used our products at home. And this really built an awareness that, yes, we do have an issue. Then I created a, a program to really drive it home even more dramatically, and, and that program was called Customer Mania. We wanted to basically recognize all the customer maniacs in the system. So we started every time we would have a customer mania story, we'd have somebody tell it at a meeting. We reinforced the, the importance of making our customers happy by giving our frontline employees more leeway to solve a problem on the spot. We just did a lot of things to really dramatize the fact that, you know, customer focus was important. And by the way, customer mania was a great way to do that because people say, what do you mean? You want us to be maniacal about customers? And I said, yes. You know, so we might be a little bit crazy, but if we're going to be crazy about something, we might as well do, be crazy about the people who are really paying our paycheck. 
I love that. I love it because it offers people a sense of ownership in the solution in the same way that Holly's hands-only movement offers anybody, whether you're suffering from heart disease or not, a way to be part of the solution. And I think that that's an excellent way to not only educate people about the issue, but also create this movement around solving it. And I think, uh, Kula, one thing that's critical that I did not mention earlier is you got to communicate, 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 and communicate it again. You just got to keep driving it home, drive that message home over and over and over again, and it will become more important and people will get more focused on solving it. Well, Holly is certainly doing that very well, and we can learn a lot from the ways that she is communicating her message about her hands-only movement for CPR. All right, question number two. Holly's job as a cardiologist is incredibly stressful. I mean, I have no idea what she goes through every day, but being a heart doctor is very stressful. In the episode, she actually tells a story about how a colleague of hers cried every night before bed and then eventually had to switch specialties because it was just too stressful. David, what can you say to leaders about how to balance the stress of their day-to-day so they don't burn out? I think there's a real simple answer to this question, Kula. You have to do something that gives you joy. If your job at work doesn't give you joy, you better find something else that will do that for you. Because if you don't, those 40 to 60 hours that you're spending at work, and sometimes even more, I mean, it's just misery. And that creates stress. And and that's stress that you bring home, that stress that you carry with you all the time. It's a stress that hurts your health. So that's why I think it's so important that you really figure out what you really love, what really gives you joy, and then Find a job that gets you at least in that arena and keep working towards uh, jobs that are going to give you more and more joy as you grow in your career. You know, people hear that and they hear your method of finding your joy builders and your joy blockers, and they might think, you know, no one's happy at work or it's work, everybody's miserable. But actually, according to Dr. Holly Anderson, scientifically, if you have more joy, if you laugh more, if you smile more, it actually has significantly positive benefits for your health. So it's not just this soft stuff, oh, do what makes you happy. It's actually very important and vital to your health and longevity as a human being. That's a good point. And she also talks about the importance of exercise. I I love my job, but I was in a highly stressful job. I mean, I had to make some tough decisions every day and every day wasn't a piece of cake. But I started out every day with quiet time, where I took time to, to really write down my gratitudes and then I worked out and, and that got me ready to go to work and took a lot of that stress away. I think you have to stay in shape. I will tell you a funny story. Colonel Sanders used to eat a wing in every restaurant that he went into. And so when I became the president of KFC, I read all about Colonel Sanders and I wanted to make a good impression with the franchisees. So every restaurant I went into, you know, after talking to all the frontline uh, team members and talking to customers, I would always eat at least one piece of chicken and it was the chicken wing. And Colonel Sanders loved the chicken wing because he called that meaty white chunk of chicken on a chicken wing, he called that the silver dollar. Well, let me tell you something. I go to eight to 12 restaurants a day and I'd have eight to 12 silver dollars (laughs) 
And after a while, I did kind of balloon up and I did have to, to take care of myself and get my health more under control. Those silver dollars add up if we're going eight to 12 a day. But you're right, David, those, all of those factors, gratitude and physical health contribute to joy at work and they are really great ways of balancing out stress. All right, our final question of the day. Holly talks about the importance of leading with inspiration and being the type of leader who reminds people about what's important. How can leaders do a better job of inspiring those they lead? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is have a noble cause. What is it about your company that really gives it purpose and makes a difference in the world? You know, nobody wants to go to work and be a part of something mediocre. They want to go to work and be a part of greatness. So I think as a leader, you, you define what you do in a way that really makes a difference. And you talk about the importance of doing it better than anybody else so you can truly be a part of the A-team that is getting things done that nobody else in the world could ever think about doing. And I think that is really, really important. And then you want to let make sure that everybody knows that what they do matters. You know, everyone counts. And I always used to say, if you do your job well and your piece of yum and everybody does their job and their piece of yum, it'll all add up and we're going to get fantastic results. And then the last thing is you got to talk about what's in it for me. You know, what's in it for you if you do these things? Well, we're going to have a growth company. You're going to be able to grow in the company. We're going to be able to have jobs, create more jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, you need to talk about why it's important for, for everybody to be a part of this noble cause, this mission that you have, this greatness that you're pursuing. And I think that really inspires everybody. You know, if you just look at your jobs as jobs, you're never going to inspire anybody. If you look at your people as just people who are coming to work every day versus people who can make a difference every day, you're never going to inspire everybody. I, I think it's so important for you to, to really let people know how much they matter, how much you need them. And together, if we do this, we're going to conquer the world. Gosh, that's so good. You know, when leaders inspire others, it offers the people they lead something to be a part of. And I think that's so important. It's one of those emotional values that people place a lot of, of real value in. So I think, like you said, it's just so important to cast that vision and to invite people into a noble cause so that they know their work matters and they're part of something bigger than themselves. And the other way I, I think you really inspire people is you recognize them when you see them doing good work. I think recognition is something that people crave. And when it's well-earned, there's nothing better than you can do to get people motivated than to recognize them for a job well done. You're so right, David. And you model that so well for everybody. Thank you, Kula. And in fact, I wrote a book on recognition called Oh Great One, a little story about the awesome power of recognition. And if you want to read a book that you can share with your people and it can make a big difference uh, uh, in terms of your culture, I highly recommend you read it. All right, that does it for our time on today's episode of Three More Questions. Thanks again for tuning into How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And tune in Thursday for my conversation with Dr. Condoleezza Rice, former United States Secretary of State and one of the owners of the Denver Broncos. This will be a fascinating conversation.